G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series for 2023. And today is all about Sweden. Oh, yes, Sweden. Big hitter and best friends of Australia. We love Sweden. They love us. We kind of exchange points quite a bit, don't we? We do. We just get on with Sweden generally, don't we? Good stuff. It looks like Europe generally gets on with Sweden, Dale, because in their recent history, they are quite rightfully recognised as the modern-day powerhouse nation. Since failing to qualify for the grand final in 2010, the only time this has happened, the Swedes have finished in the top 10 nine times. In fact, eight of those times have been top five. Wow. These results have, of course, included two winners in 2012 with the little-known song Euphoria and in 2015 with Mons Zelmelo's Heroes. They're coming off yet another top five result when Cornelia Jacobs' Hold Me Closer finished in a creditable fourth place in Torino. Well, yeah, and it was quite a bit of a comeback um, for Sweden after a little drop outside the top 10 the year before, which is not really for any other nation to finish whatever 14th. So they bring big guns, and who have they brought this year, Michael? Well, this year we have Loren and Tattoo. Let's talk about Loren. We all know her as the Eurovision champion of 2012 with that song you mentioned earlier, (laughs) Euphoria. But a little bit more about her for those who may not know. She's actually 39 years old, so she'll be turning 40 this year. What a what a way to turn 40 to go back to Eurovision. And she was actually born in Stockholm to Moroccan migrant parents. She kind of came to prominence in Sweden through Swedish Idol all the way back in 2004, nearly 20 years ago. So she's been around for a very long time. Now, after Euphoria, she did release a huge amount of music. She toured around everywhere. God, she came out here to Mardi Gras as well. I saw her there. It was fantastic. And she even made her acting debut. She's been in some TV series in Sweden as well. But very much Lorena is known for her Eurovision journey and Melody Festival and the Swedish national final. She started there in 2011, then won that next year in 2012, came back in 2017, but was not successful before finally coming back again this year with Tattoo winning Melody Festival, including 12 points from Australia, which I did get to read Mm. and had to get that one in there (laughs) and booked her place to Liverpool. Yes, one of the big superstars we have. Well, I'll kick us off on the pros on this one, Dale. There is just undeniable quality in this whole entry. The composition is strong, and in Lorraine, they have an absolute superstar that brings even more clout to the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. What she can make happen with the song and presentation, is it alone? Like, she is a superstar. You could give her anything, and she's going to make that work. Now, I want to talk about the song, because I think sometimes people have had a bit of a some negativity about the song. But I think this is a great example of Swedish songwriting just done well. It, they don't muck about with it. It can be quite simple at times, but it works. We have this start that sounds like it has a winner-takes-it-all vibe from ABBA in there. Then we get this really driving beat, a huge beats per minute going through that almost turns into like a, a dance song straight away. And then you have that real slow down again with the strings and a moment to breathe before coming in for an incredible end chorus in what could be the winner's moment. Mm, yes, well put. 
Now, Loren's vocal ability will be one of the best we see in Liverpool. This will get jury votes. I'm going straight to the grand final. I'm not even talking about the semi-final now. I mean, who wants to be the juror that doesn't give the possible winner votes? So big jury score coming up. And she doesn't need a storyline. She is the story. Oh, that's a, that is a good point. I like that one, Michael. But you're right. Juries will be falling over themselves for this for sure. Now, staging, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion around it. So number one, let's say they go with the staging concept of what they have for Melody Festival Island. It was phenomenal. It looks amazing. It has massive visual impact and it allows her to be her absolute best. If they can't do that for some reason, we don't know this yet, they will still stage it well. It is Sweden. It will still be great. And it's Lorend. And one of the best things about that whole presentation so far is that we got to connect with her so much more than we did in Euphoria. Go back, watch Euphoria. She's basically in the shadows half the time. You can barely see her face. We see so much of her. And it's, I think, a really important part. Yeah, let's hope they can get their uh, Melody Festival and staging across the line because it was fantastic, I have to say. And if they can, it will be just one of the most memorable packages. I'm going to mention here, this is already charting around Europe. So the familiarity there should equal lots and lots of tally votes. Exactly. There will be public votes for this. I think when we start talking about how well will this do with jury in public, we're talking about will this potentially win. And I still think there are public votes for Sweden when they bring it. People got a little bit sick of them, but I think this is just at a different level. All right, Dale, I feel we could go on about pros on this one for quite a while. So let's talk about some of the drawbacks. And it is about that staging. If they cannot get that Melody Festival and staging, I fear some of the power of this entry could dissipate. Not entirely, of course, because it is a great song with a great singer, but it just could affect its overall chances of taking the crown. Yeah, totally agree. And I have to say, number one point here, the, one of the biggest drawbacks is history. There's a reason people don't win twice. Um, there's the expectations of what she's going to bring from the average punter who hasn't even seen or heard the song yet. And people know Euphoria. It wasn't like she won with some, you know, average Eurovision winner. She won with what people consider to be one of the greatest songs of all time. And she has to come back and try and win again. That's a lot of pressure. And I don't know. I think the weight of Euphoria and the weight of what she's achieved already could impact this is a subjective thing yeah. about how people see this yeah i've seen people saying look it was so long ago viewers won't remember she'll be fine blah 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 no every commentator will remind you that she is a former winner and it was euphoria so comparisons will be made and as good as this song is i just don't think it is as strong as euphoria yeah and look i think there is Obviously, some formulaic parts with the song. Obviously, I love the Swedish songwriting, and I think it's been done really well here. But, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it kind of has gone on the nose at Eurovision. And most of the results we've seen in the last few years have been kind of to entries that are kind of like almost anti that approach. So, you know, talking about this as a, the potential winner of something that has been not working as well is, is interesting. But I think that is the power of her. But it's definitely a question mark compared to something like a wildcard entry like a charge cha-cha which just feels a bit more how it's been recently versus this which feels like how eurovision used to be mm. maybe seven eight years ago yes i do agree with that one because we have called it sweden tally vote fatigue and it has been real now cornelia bucked the trend there somewhat last year and i certainly think tattoo has the ability to do the same but even if there is a 10 percent fatigue factor still lingering around that could be enough to scupper the chances of winning
Well, as always, Dale, the review and ranks aren't just about our opinions, it's also that of our terrific Aussie Vision contributors. And what have the team thought about Sweden? Well, the Ausvision team have ranked all the entries first to 36. We don't include Australia. And they have placed Sweden, our best friends, in second place. Yes. Well, isn't that strange? An Australian podcast not giving Sweden first for a change. Exactly. Now, if you listen to one of our earlier episodes, you might know who first is. But hey, you might not have listened yet. Ooh. So it may not be a surprise or it may have been one there. But still... 17 of the 21 um, voters that we know put it in the top 10, and two of those are 11th place, the four that didn't put it in there. The lowest was 19th, so pretty impressive. There were nine winners amongst those 21. More people put this as first than they did for another song, the next best that had seven put it first place. So this had the most first places. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty popular with the team, isn't it? All right, and who are we hearing from today? We're hearing from Kyriakos and we're hearing from Cooper. This performance is out of this universe and it is honestly the greatest performance I have ever seen in my whole life. Laureen stuck on a desert landscape on actual sand, giving us these amazing cinematic shots of herself belting out her heart and her vocals the first time i watched this i was absolutely captivated by her emotion in her in the way she sings and i was in absolute tears i just yeah i've gone back and watched this performance like a thousand times since i am obsessed this is my favorite this year this is levels higher than euphoria like i'm telling you and she's an artist that keeps pushing herself pushes the boundaries she's done it again and she is set to become the first woman to win eurovision for the second time the only concern i have is with the staging and whether they can replicate that at liverpool and if they can't it has to be even better don't know what they're going to do but yeah Where do I even start with Tattoo? From what we saw at Melody Festival, and this package is a 10 out of 10 Eurovision entry. Starting off with just the song on its own, it's a strong Swedish power pop track. Then add Lorene's ability to pour her heart and soul into a song. Top it all off with the incredible Panini Press staging. If I had to describe Tattoo in one word, it would be epic. I've seen some concern though about staging having to change for Liverpool, but this is Sweden after all. Whatever the staging will be for this song, it will still be going to challenge for the crown this year. Tattoo is the clear and deserved frontrunner to take out the contest, and in my opinion, the perfect song to make Lorene our second ever two-time winner. Well, two very excited contributors there, Dale. I have to say one thing that stood out for me is how they both recognize that Loreen really does elevate this song and it's her performance that really does take it to the next level. Obviously, everybody's a little bit nervous. They want to see that fantastic staging in Liverpool. So hopefully the Swedes can get that over the line. I don't think I've ever heard so much excitement in two of our contributors. I think because we just listened to them and then Kerry's came on. I was like, oh, he's super excited. And then Cooper came on and he was just as excited about it because I think this is what this entry does to people. And they're right. Uh, Lorraine makes this. You know, I think this would be a very good entry and she takes it to another level out of this universe. Mm, Good stuff. All right, uh, let's get into our wrap. 
and ranks on this one. I mean, what can you say about Loren and Tattoo that hasn't already been covered? The whole package is incredibly strong and it's going in already a heavy, heavy favourite to win. This will get a great jury score and a very, very big tally vote. So it's not a question of will this get a good result? It is a question of will this win? Mm. I personally really do like the song, but I haven't gone as gaga for it as some of the others out there. I've ranked Tattoo in fourth. <gasps> fourth? Fourth. Get out of this room. <laughs> like, I have to say, when I do watch the live, I do go, oh, wow, that is very, very, very good. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's good. Look, no, I recognise that there's a lot of people who feel very much the same. They, everyone can see how good it is and the performance is amazing, but it doesn't mean it has to be your winner. Mm. I mean, you might be wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll never be allowed into Sweden now. It's one, <laughs> one less Australian. All right, well, let's look at mine here. Look, just when we thought the Swedish era was over, they are back. This simple but effective Swedish songwriting delivered by one of Eurovision's greatest artists with potentially one of the most impactful stages we've ever seen is just a recipe for success here. This ticks every box of mine. I just, I absolutely love it. It's her, it's a staging, it's a song, it's all those elements combined. It's Sasha Jean-Baptiste going around with the smoke machine in the background. Um, <laughs> the juries will adore this. The public will love it. It may not win the public, but it will be enough to win Eurovision. And it's my winner as well, my first place. Oh, it's your first place this year. Yes, definitely. By oh, No, not by far, but just comfortable. Never in doubt. Oh, really? Never in doubt. Like, honestly, I think this can be, if she can do that at Liverpool, I honestly think this would be one of the best performances and entries of all time. This is fantastic. I like it more than Euphoria. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, look, it is good. And the way you just read off that kind of recipe list, it's all ticked, isn't it? It's all there for a great result and should, really, if you're looking at the odds at this point, it's going to romp at home. But... As we know, things don't always go the way of the odds. This is a whole thing. This is what I love about Eurovision in this modern era. The Monoskins winning, Ukraine winning last year. You know, just having the top three of foreign language uh, songs. Jamala's win, Portugal's win. There's always just something different that can totally upset the apple cart. And I think she's there, but... I don't think it's, even though I just said she'll win Eurovision, I don't think it's guaranteed. She's <laughs> backtracking already within exactly. the 30 seconds. Sorry, but I, th- I think this is coming second. All right. We, this yeah. is, we, we feel very strongly, both of us, mm. on this. But um, look, until we get to Liverpool and see those stagings, you just never know. Absolutely. But I think she can buck the trend. We'll all see you in Malmo next year after I've tipped her coming second. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, interesting episode. Great to talk about Sweden. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 AussieVision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.